Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. Imagine with me that you are looking at a picture. And this picture has what looks like a some kind of boat looking UFO in the sky and you can see its reflection in the water underneath of it and the the water must be a lake or something and on the coast there's a bunch of uh, emergency workers there and as you're looking at this picture it very much looks like a real picture of a UFO sighting with and not a not a saucer but something that looks like it could be a spaceship and a bunch of professional emergency workers on the shoreline trying to figure out what to do with this situation and you're looking at this picture and you see it and it it very much looks like this UFO sighting but you feel like something's not right something's off about the picture like it it looks like a UFO sighting, but beyond just knowing that that's probably not what it is, um, you just know by looking at it that something is off. Something is wrong about this picture that you're looking at. You can just tell something intuitively says there's something not quite right about this picture and the way I'm seeing it. And... Uh, and so you've got you've got that image in your mind, you've got that situation in your mind, and what I what you need to imagine now is that that same feeling that we have about that picture is also the same feeling we sometimes get about life and how we and other people deal with life. There are scenarios and situations that come up that we we come up with our best guess or we, we look at the situation and we look at how things are happening and we say, you know what, this is probably an acceptable course of action. Or this is probably uh, a reasonable thing to think or to do in this situation. But even as that's happening, we feel in some part of ourselves that something's just not quite right. That the way we're looking at that situation and that the course of action that we're going to take doesn't quite line up with how it's supposed to be. It may be a situation where you're at work and whoever your boss is um, says something rude or doesn't uphold his end of of the of the tasks or, or he, he's just being, he's being a bit of a jerk or maybe he's just not letting you have the vacation that, that you've requested, whatever it is. And you're in the situation where you feel, um, put out or, or frustrated with your boss and, or maybe just wrong by your boss. And so you feel that, it makes total sense that if you're going to be treated by your boss like that, then you're just going to do less work or you're not going to put as much effort into your work. And that feels like it makes sense. But at the same time, even though it 
seems to make sense, you, you know that something's not quite right about that course of action. Let me give you some more examples of, of what I mean by this. Um, we are on the street and somebody walks up and they say, hey, you dropped this and you look around and it was your cell phone or your wallet or gloves or something and you're like, oh man, that was so nice of them to, to notice and to pick that up for me and, and it makes you want to do something nice for somebody else but then somebody else comes along and uh, they mumble something rude under their breath and you you feel like it is now your right um, to get after them or to say some nasty comment to them or about them to the other people you're around. Maybe it's a situation where you or somebody else is being publicly condemned and uh, and that's left you feeling pretty terrible about yourself or you feel pretty pretty hateful towards somebody else. Um, maybe everybody, it's a politician or movie star or just somebody in the community and it seems like everybody doesn't like them, everybody hates them and you, you kind of feel like, well, if everybody thinks that, then they must be right. Or, or sometimes we, we get in that situation where people are talking about us in that way. And it can get so overwhelming that you start to think, well, if everybody thinks that about me, then maybe I am horrible. Maybe I am trash. Maybe I am worthless. Maybe it's a situation where you've got a friend or, or your, your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend, your significant other, whatever it is. Um, and it could just be somebody that you really trust, some other family member. And they, in one way or another, betray you. And it could be they cheat on you. It could be they tell your secret. They, One way or another, they do something where they betray your trust and you feel violated and hurt by that. And it feels absolutely right to retaliate however you want. And you think, well, if they're going to treat me that way and if they're going to do that, then I'm going to respond however I want to, to get even. Or maybe it's a situation where you you found yourself going through life asking, what can I get away with? What am I, what is, what is allowed? Maybe it's what, what can I get away with at work? Maybe what can I get away with at, uh, on my taxes or with the government? What can I get away with on the highway? What can I get away with um, when it comes to faith, like what is, what are the things I need to avoid to avoid hell? But if it's not strictly condemned, then I'm going to do it. And, um, it's, if it's not totally wrong, then it should be allowed. And I'm going to go with what's allowed. And you start living your life and what you can get away with instead of what's allowed. Now, those are, that's a wide range of situations and scenarios, but in all of those situations, we have this picture that, to a certain extent, we look at and it makes sense. That seems acceptable, that you can behave that way and it would make sense. But at the same time, we look at it and we can tell that something just isn't right about how we are planning to or how we have or how others are responding to those situations. And as we look in the book of 1 Peter 
chapter 2, we see that Peter is writing to the church and he makes some really interesting statements about how Christians and how the church and followers of Jesus are supposed to behave. And he makes a number of contrast, a number of contrasting statements. And, and in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, he says, You are a chosen people. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may be declared, so that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Pulled you out of darkness into his wonderful light. There's that contrast saying that you were in the darkness, you couldn't see properly, you were blinded, and now you're not in that situation, you're in a different situation, now you're in the light, you see things differently, you can see things for how they really are, and you see those things because you are God's special possession, and you are supposed to declare the praises of God. And as, as we continue in this chapter, we see that Peter continues to make more and more of the contrasting statements about the life of Christ and what Christ did and what we're supposed to do and how we live and are supposed to live and what this Christian thing is all about. In, in uh, verse 7, Peter says, Now to you who believe, this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe... The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Believe versus don't believe. The rejected stone to the stone that holds up the building. In verse 10, he says, Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Another set of contrasts. In verse 12, he says, Live such good lives among the pagans that they accuse you, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Here's another contrast where he says, you're going to live good lives among the pagans so that when they see those good things, they will praise you? No. So that they'll praise God? No. So that when they see those good things, they are still going to accuse you But in the end, they will praise God. Verse 15, he says, For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Bring silence to foolish talk. Verse 16, Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Freedom but live as slaves to God. You are free, but don't use that to get away with things. 18. Slaves, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. Do good to those who are harsh. You're free, but you're supposed to submit. Verse 24. Jesus himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds we have been healed. Verse 25. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have 
return to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. We were lost and now we are found. And so the way of Christ is a contrast to this normal way of life. It turns things upside down, inside out. Except the reality is that it's, it's not that we're being turned upside down. It's that it, things are being turned right side up. You got that picture still in your head somewhere that we were talking about, the Imagine picture? Imagine flipping it over and now instead of a UFO and emergency workers, what you see is that it's actually a car, just the top part of a car sticking out of the water and you see the reflection of that top part in the, in the water so it looks kind of funny but you can obviously tell that this is a, the roof of a car in the water, sinking in the water it's in the lake or the river or whatever, and it's super calm. And on the shore, you see the emergency workers. And they're there to rescue people out of the car or try to get the car out of the river. And when it's finally flipped right side up, you can see it. And you can understand how you saw what you saw before. But now that you see things right side up, upright, you can tell what was really wrong and you can tell what you should be doing you can tell how it's supposed to actually be and what all I think this boils down for us today is that it means and what we need to remember is that as followers of Christ we are not upside down anymore we used to be that used to be how we lived that used to be how we thought that used to be how we saw things that used to be how we responded but we are not that way anymore we are no longer looking at the picture upside down trying to make sense of it we are looking at things right side up or upright and we are not upside down anymore and we don't need to see things that way and we need to start living the way of Christ and Peter, Peter flushes that out in some of these verses we've already looked at and some of these other verses. In verse 21, he says, To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. We are supposed to live like Jesus. He is the example. We are to follow in his steps, in his footsteps, do what he would do in our situations. In verse 18, again, it says, out of reverent fear for God, submit yourselves to your masters. Not out of fear for, from your masters, not out of fear for, from other people or, or your own life, but out of fear for God, submit to your masters, not only to those who are good and deserve it, but also to those who are harsh. He says, he says in verse 15, he says, for it is God's will, God's will, what he wants. That by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. He wants us to do good. That is his will, that we would do good. And in verse 13, he says, Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him. That seems, to the world, that seems so upside down, and it is but the reality is they're looking at it upside down. And we're looking at it upright. Right side up. 
And so what we need to do is we need to shift from the way we've been looking at things and shift from the way that we've been behaving. And we need to start acting in the way of Christ, acting in the upright, the right side up way. When our boss attacks us, we still need to do our best. We still need to show up and do our very best, even if he doesn't deserve it. Now, if it's a situation where he's you're being abused and you're you're really in in a hard spot and you don't feel safe and or you're just not being paid for your work whatever it is you can you can change jobs and you maybe it should be the situation where if you cannot work for him you've got to change jobs so change jobs but if you can be there and you've chosen to be there don't choose to be there and give them only the bare minimum if you're going to be there do your best even when they don't deserve it. When a stranger cuts you off, starts waving the one finger salute at you, don't get back at them. Don't scream at them. Don't, don't show them who's boss. Don't try to intimidate them back. Respond with kindness and forgiveness, not rudeness. When people are making comments about others, you you show grace and when people are making comments about you you hold on to what God says about you and you continue to do good you don't change your behavior you don't give up on the good things that God is calling you to do just because everybody else is saying nasty things when somebody betrays you you show forgiveness and yeah, the, when that happens, there needs to be trust rebuilt and, and you know, the relationship may change. But you don't retaliate. You don't get even. And you don't wait for them to somehow make it even. Show forgiveness. Release them. It doesn't mean you need to trust them. That can be rebuilt. That has to be rebuilt. But you don't retaliate. You don't say that you're allowed to retaliate, so you're going to. And for that matter, we've got to stop looking at life and start asking, what can I get away with? What's allowed? And start asking, what's good? What's best? What's going to build God's kingdom? What's going to, what's going to influence others? What's going to make a difference? What's going to save lives? Maybe... Maybe, yeah, you're allowed to drink, but maybe that's going to do harm to your family or that's going to do harm to people that you're trying to share your faith with. And so you choose not to. It's allowed, but you don't want to do it. Legally speaking, there's a number of things that are legal to do. You're allowed to do it, but it's not good for your family. It's not good for your health. It's not good for your kids. It's not God good for our world. We used to look at things upside down. We used to see a UFO floating in the sky. But the reality is that's a sinking, that's a sinking car. And once we were in the darkness, but God called us out and brought us out into his marvelous, wonderful light. And we need to live different now. We need to walk different because we are not upside down anymore. Thanks for listening and being part of our church. 
in joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways. Mm-hmm.